Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Talking About the Big Stuff podcast with Michael Cole and Matthew Cravat. I am Michael Cole. And I am Matthew Cravat. It's fine. This is actually just a vape. All right. So as as, uh, our audience should be able to see um, that's watching, we don't have my co-host Matthew on tonight, but we do have... Uh, we have four guests tonight, um, and and we've, uh, Subba is returning to the show. Uh, she was on our episode about conspiracy theories and the Mandela effect. Uh, we also have Alyssa, Quentin, and Nicole. You guys can all say hi or whatever you'd like. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Hello. All right. And today's tonight's topic that we're going to talk about is... Um, happiness and whether or not it's actually a thing that adults can achieve in any meaningful like long-term way um and so when i say that i mean like obviously we all have moments of happiness but uh we don't i I just don't as as a bipolar person i don't really think that like meaningful long-term like happy-go-luckiness is achievable but i am interested in hearing what all of you have to say so anybody want to start I would start, but I, you know, I, I got manners. I like to give like a, you know, I like the women to go first. Yeah. But if they want me, if they want me to go first, I can. But I like to, I like to be mannered and let the women go first. Yeah. Well, Nicole and Alyssa might be not la- not being able to stay the whole episode. So why don't one of you start? Okay. That way, if you have to go, we have gotten your opinion a little bit. Okay, my opinion is that, um, like. They're the type of happiness that when I think of like the children experience, I think is very unique to the experience of a child. But I do think that that depends on like their background and the way that they're raised in the sense of like if they were had like a happy childhood or like a sad childhood. But I think that like if you're assuming that it's like a positive experience for them, like that kind of happiness is like very like special and not necessarily like the same ones that like an adult experiences that being said like I would think of myself as a happy person and like I do experience happiness and am like generally happy and like content in my life but like when I think of like childhood happiness like I had a really good childhood so like when I think of like happiness for when I was younger I think about like like Christmas morning or like things like that, that are like so unique to like a, the child experience. Cause as an adult, like obviously, yep. you know, that like, sorry, spoiler, um, Santa's not real. So I think that there's kind of that loss, you I'm know what sure I mean? And loss of that. innocence. Yeah. I don't, sorry, Saba. Um, but there's, I think there's a loss of innocence that you experience as you get older. Um, so that like unique, like, kind of clean happiness is no longer really found but I don't think that that means that like adulthood isn't worth it or that you can't find like meaning in things and I think that especially like I'm not a parent but like I can imagine the happiness that would come from like having a child or like getting married like I think like crossing certain um like uh whatever events in your life like would make you really happy and you would experience I don't know, maybe that, but like, I'm not married. I don't have kids. So like, I don't know, but like, I think that probably would be the closest you could get as an adult. So. Yeah. I, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, before I go on to Alyssa, I just want to say that you said the thing about contentment and a couple other things, and that's where kind of where I see the difference being is like, we can as adults achieve other things like contentment or meaning or purpose. But I, I, that's what I, kind of think is takes the place of happiness but i just just wanted to weigh in on that i was gonna say like i think like what nicole was saying like i want to say that i feel like i'm a happy person but like actively being happy i feel like my baseline is like what and also i think we were talking about this earlier content like my baseline is content like i'm content in life but i'm not like happy all the time and i was saying that i'm probably like truly like unbridled joy happy like maybe seven minutes out of the day every day it's just not like that sounds like bad but like 
I don't know. But like, I feel like when I think about happiness, like when I'm like the things that I'm happy about, like as an adult, like I've gone to Disney as an adult and I was happy then, but like, and that were like, just like seeing my family or graduating from college. Uh, like I, I was happy, but like just happy all the time. Actually, am I a happy person? I don't know. I feel, mm, I don't know. Also, I think it depends. I would have guessed that you were a happy person. Yeah. Based on if you hadn't told us all that today, I would have guessed that you were. And Quentin, I know the least, obviously, just because he's because we've known each other, you know, a couple weeks, but. I would guess that Alyssa, that you, out of the the four of us who've known each other a while, uh, will be the happiest of the. Well, sometimes Subba. Subba's like real up and down, and more <laughs> hyper. Like she's like a puppy. So I feel like just maybe... a different kind of happiness. But but I would have guessed just based well, on the demeanor I mean, you give off. Mm, happy. I don't know. Now I'm like I don't know. Just like when I hear people like what. People like how I, I feel like it also depends on like how you define it, maybe. But um, like true, like I like I, when I feel like true happiness, like throughout the day, like maybe my baseline of like when I say content, maybe that's happy to other people. But like true, like happiness, content, like, oh, my gosh, I feel great. I feel really good. I feel about like maybe seven minutes a day. But just like I feel like I don't know, just like my and maybe my content is what other people's happiness is. So. I would also argue like when you're a kid you have so little experiences that you've ex experienced which sounds really stupid but like like of course you're going to be happy going outside or going to the pool or getting an ice cream cone because like that seems like a very cool unique experience that you don't really get all the time versus like I feel like as an adult you have access to a lot of things most likely not all adults obviously but like for example, like if you're an adult that has a nine to five and makes X amount of money, like, and you're like, oh, I love Legos. I'm super into Legos. And you buy that and then you do them. And then you're like, oh, that made me happy for like seven minutes or whatever, 30 minutes. So it's like, again, like the access thing. So it's like, if you have access to everything, it's kind of, I don't think it was Kurt Cobain who said that. I'm not sure. But, like, he was talking about how when he was, like, famous, and this might be wrong, I might totally not be, like, saying the right quote, but, like, I think he was saying, like, once you have access to everything because you're rich, like, the meaning kind of loses its feel and you just don't really feel that happiness anymore by, like, working really hard to get something or, like, saving up for something because it's, like, I could, I, like, everything's disposable at my fingertips, so I just don't really feel like that rush anymore yeah. you know what I mean like I feel like like right now I don't make a ton of money enough to be like I'm gonna go to Hawaii or I'm gonna go to like these different places so like if I were to go to Hawaii I feel like I'd be so happy because I'd be like I saved up and like it took me a really long time to get here and I'm really excited about it versus I, I feel like if I won the lottery it would just not it would lose its like yeah. charm not that I'm complaining. Yeah and would love to like win the lottery I, okay i, I felt <laughs> I like know. i was decided before i come on here that like can you achieve happiness like as an adult i was like oh no not really like being pessimistic but i feel like now i'm thinking like i mean maybe it, it depends on like what you like what you like trying maybe like trying to find happiness in like the little things like when i first wake up in the morning i'm like sometimes i'm like oh man it's gonna be like i just like I love where I'm at in my life. I love my apartment. I love X, Y, Z about my life. Like I'm happy in this moment. And then like, maybe that's like, maybe for me, that's like about a 10, 30, 10 to 30 second realization. And then, then it just like those, like, it's like, I don't know, what is it? Plateaus a bit. And then I was going to say something else, but then I forgot. Um, but oh yeah and the, but like and then but just like coming back to like reality and just like knowing like all the things that are going on in the world and I'm like how can I like be happy with like all the things that are like that make me that make me sad um, but again, I'm saying I mean a kid I'm saying know an adult that, right now I'm saying this is me right now no but I'm saying like it's worse it's like you don't get that innocent yeah. happiness anymore because you're like 
how can I be happy about an ice cream cone when like all this is happening on the news or like I mean this sounds like so super like trivial but it's like I think you become aware of things and you like kind of realize that life isn't fair versus as a kid I think you you see things through rose-colored glasses and you think that like like that you're safe and that like things are fair and then you grow up and you realize that it's not like that and it's like it's scary so it's hard to be but some adults when you're afraid but you also can't live well. in a bubble so and maybe they're happy i said some adults see the world what? through rose-colored glasses as well and like maybe that's why no for sure people. for sure but i'm saying like you at least you at least like realize there are bad parts about being an adult that aren't the most fun right. like you know what i mean that kind of i think take away a little bit of that happiness but I think it also just depends on like the lens you see the world through and a lot of other factors that would determine whether or not you had a happy life. I mean, you could also think of it as it could always be worse. Yeah, but it could always be worse is a good way of of fighting sadness, but I don't know that's a good way of of bringing joy. Um, So like, yeah, like that you, you could always, everything, you know, Typically, you don't have it worse on any one front in your life than anybody than everybody else on earth. There's something that someone has worse than you, but that that and that's a good mindset to get through something or to 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 remind yourself to keep going. But that's not the same to me as happiness. And and, and I would argue, I would I'd be surprised if anybody did think that that was the same as happiness. Yeah, um, I, I'll go ahead and jump in. So this is my definition of happiness. Well, not definition. Happiness is an emotion. It's an experience. So when I hear people saying that they want to chase, they're chasing happiness or I'm trying to do this to be, I'm just being openly happy. I'm like, okay, that's cool. But you know that it's it's an emotion like being angry, joy, mad. Those are emotions. So when it happens, you get this euphoria, like you're feeling great. Oh, I I just passed this crazy test. I've been studying for two weeks. I got a B plus. You're happy. You're happy for about five minutes. You you think that's the best thing in the world. Yippee. I guarantee you the next day, you're not going to be that happy as you was when you found out you got that B plus because it's an emotion. It's an experience. Mm -hmm. So I I like that question that Alyssa asked me um, earlier. She said, oh, Quentin, are you happy? Yeah, I'm happy. I was happy. Yeah. But then let's say like two minutes later, I walk down the hall, I trip and I break my foot. There's a 99.9% chance I'm not going to be happy anymore. My foot just broke. Now I got to go to the doctor. I got to go see this. I got to go get painkillers. I got to go see a therapist. I, I got to go do all this mess to get my foot healed. That happiness is gone. So when you're trying to, when you're chasing happiness, you're chasing an emotion. An emotion that all human beings, we all have it. We all get happy. We all get sad. We all get joy. We all get angry. It, it's, it's feelings. So it's not something that we should be trying to obtain. In my opinion, when it comes to happiness, and my father told me this a long time ago, you chase a peace of mind. Because at the end of the day, I think that's what's only good. That's I think that's the only thing that's gonna make you happy is when you when you get that peace of mind. When a, things are gonna bother you, life happens. But if you can like try to get a peace of mind, like to where you're not letting petty stuff like bother you, or yeah. You're not, you know, you at your, I don't know, with your spouse, your husband and your wife, you're not letting this little small stuff get on your nerves. You have a, you have a peace of mind because let's, let's face it, Mike, you're married. I don't, I don't know how much long, I don't know how long you've been married, but you don't have to lie to be honest with you. Have you been happy every single day with your wife? I know a certain thing that she's probably pissed you off. I know it's probably certain things that you probably pissed her off. Yeah. Right? And it, yeah, but it's an emotion, just like how you love her and she loves you. It's an emotion. So yeah. there's going to be days where, oh, man, I really love my wife. And then some days, like, damn, I can't stand her. She just did this. She she didn't watch it. Make sure she doesn't <laughs> listen to this. I, no, no, no. No, no, no <laughs> shots to Mike's wife. I'm just, I'm just making an example. I see what you're just like. I, no yeah. shots. But I'm just making it. Yeah. She won't be. She won't be. She'll t- completely understand. And she'll probably be listing all the shit that I did that <laughs> when she hears you say that. Uh, but, yeah. I mean, I think that definitely makes sense. But I think it's important to feel every emotion, but yeah. not stay in it. I mean, I think it's healthy to feel anger and feel sadness and feel whatever. I mean, 
we're human, but I think just trying not to, to dwell in whatever you feel and, and not feeling guilty. I think a lot of it, like sometimes I feel guilty if I don't feel happy where I'm like, if I, I should feel this way or I should feel that way. And I've, I've gotten a lot better at just like honoring my emotions and letting myself uh, just walk through the natural like path of how I feel without necessarily passing judgment or staying in it. I, to what you just, what you just said, Nicole, um, I think when I'm happy is when I'm the least aware of like, not aware of my emotions, but the least like cognizant thinking about like, if I'm sad, I'm like, Oh, I'm sad. This sucks. Like, or, Oh, I'm irritated. Like most emotions have more of a like immediate recognition, uh, you know, of that. And I think happiness, you don't go, Oh, I'm so happy. Typically like, maybe, maybe I'm just the, the one that doesn't do that, but I don't think about it when I'm happy. I think about when I'm not happy. And maybe that's why I don't, maybe that's why I came to this conclusion that it's like, it's a, it's a difficult thing for adults to achieve because I'm not thinking about it when I'm in it. I do. I actively do. Like, I'm like, I'm really happy right now. Um, Thanks. Alyssa feels that every single time she passes my dad. You know what? Look, I feel that too. When like she passed my dad, she put a smile on face. Oh, hi. Hi, Quentin. I'm like, wow, okay. You, you feeling good right now. And, and that's good. I'm not, I'm not like trying to discourage <laughs> to say that, you know, you, you can never be happy. I'm just saying that I just, the people that like that, that trying to make it like their ultimate mission. Like I have to be happy. And it's like, we're humans. We're human beings at the end of the day. So we're going to experience all types of emotions. Like Nicole said, you might, you know, you might feel guilty because you, you're not feeling happy. Once again, that's a feeling. So it, it, it happens. It's, it's natural. We're, we're natural human beings. So it's okay. Like you said, it's okay to be angry. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be mad. Things happen. You might have a loved one that passed away. It's some sick people out here, but you might, you know, some people might be happy. I don't want to go that route, but some people are really going to feel sad that their loved one died. I mean, I'm just, I am just keeping it, keeping it a hundred. So, yeah, no, you know I'm what I'm saying? saying? So like, it's, I just was thinking about that. There's a book right now. A woman, a woman wrote a book. Uh, I'm happy my mom died or Jeanette thank McCurdy. God my mom died or something. Oh yeah. I, yeah. That was Jenna, Jenna McCurdy. Is that her name? She's yeah. from iCarly. She's Sam. Oh, Sam. I'm, I'm a little too old. I was going to read it, but I was like, I can't. That, that show. <laughs> but yeah. But yeah, no, I agree with what you're saying, Quentin. I think that like we have to, if we focus on other stuff, happiness will be the byproduct sometimes of that and that and that maybe whereas when you're a kid happiness is the goal maybe happiness can't be the goal for us right i, I also think depending oh we all so, <laughs> since i just forget so easily i literally will just like i could be sad one second and then the next second i'll forget why i'm sad so i'll just be happy like let's say going back to the i broke if i don't have physical <laughs> my foot Oh, I completely forgot that my foot is broken. <laughs> like, I'm Saba, I wholeheartedly oh, believe like that you forget your foot. <laughs> like, anyone else, I'd be like, oh my gosh, that sounds crazy. But I would wholeheartedly believe that you would forget your foot's broken and then walk on it yeah. and then feel the pain <laughs> and then be upset and then, like, forget and then feel happy again later. But you know what, though, Saba? I'm glad you brought it up because that's another point I was going to make. Everybody's happiness is not the same. I could be happy for something, let's say, I don't know. I, I don't know what everybody's into, but let's just say I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I love it. Every time I watch it, it makes me happy. You probably hate it with your guts. You probably hate it. Your happiness is my is different from my happiness. So that's another thing, too, that you can't obtain it because everybody's happiness is different. That's why it's an emotion. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I also, depending on, like, your situation, I think sometimes as an adult on, like, a more positive note, sometimes you, with, like, an adult job, have access to, like, buying certain things for yourself or, like, having certain experiences that you always wanted as a child and couldn't have. You know what I mean? Like, for me, like, I just bought a cat and I've always wanted a cat my whole life. And, like, being able to do that and, and like provide and just like have that like experience is really nice and I'm really happy and like 
excited to do that. And like, it's weird now being in my like early twenties and being like, you know, if I wanted to go somewhere, I probably could go, you know what I mean? Like if you're like, one of my, my dreams is like to go to Hawaii and like, that's no longer something like a crazy thing. Like, like if I was like seven and I wanted to go to Hawaii, like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's, it would be harder because I don't have like the means to go versus like, I feel like you can find happiness in like certain things that you can attain that are attainable experiences or yeah. products, when- you know, but it's fleeting. I mean, it is fleeting. It's not like, like I get a new dress and I'm like, I'm happy for like that evening and then it's fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's still nice. I'm not going to lie. Like I enjoy being able to when do that. When you said the thing about ice cream earlier, I, that's what I thought was I can get it. I can buy ice cream every single day if I want one. <laughs> yeah. Like as an adult, nobody's that, stopping you. And it's like so nice to like have that yeah, realization. I genuinely like being an adult better than being a kid. Like whenever someone tells kids like, oh, this is the best time of your life. You're going to miss it. I'm like, I don't miss it at all. And, and part of that's because I wasn't a particularly happy kid. <laughs> or at least not what I remember of it. But but now I do, I have that freedom. Like I can go, go get an ice cream if I want or, you know, so it. it... Yeah. When you, when you realize you have free will, it's just nice. You're like, Oh my God, wait, nobody could stop me. I could just get another tattoo and no one get a could crepe do anything about it. And dinner. Just, you know, yeah. I get a crepe for breakfast. Yeah. That's what I do when I'm sad. Like, I'm like, Oh, like, let me go shopping. Like y'all saw, I was like going, I got four pairs of shoes in the last like two yeah. weeks. I want, so. I want you to finish your tattoos, though. Quentin, do you know about her tattoos? I overheard her talking about her tattoos, but I don't. That's uh, that's all I know. She has them. That's that's it. She's got like a star. I have six. What, what is it? A star and uh. A... I have a. Well, I'll show you. I have like a little like star, and then I have heart. a. I don't know if you can see yeah. it. Oh, I have a heart somewhere. Oh, there yeah. you go. So I've been telling her she needs to get uh clover a blue moon a horseshoe so she can have all the lucky charms tattoos because right now she just got the hearts and wait my and stars and horseshoe my, so she can like get the whole sleeve her arm. Yeah. i don't think i've shown you this Uh-oh. this is a candle that i have and i got it for my birthday and i love it i've never lit it it's literally oh, lucky yes. charms you know, you need to... oh, but it's wow. a candle you tattoo on you need to get all the tattoos Heart stars and horseshoes. So, yeah, I've already planned my seventh, but I'm gonna wait until I go to my birthday in Nashville, and I'll probably get it then. Yeah, but that's that's six, more than six we'll months see. away. You're gonna get it before then. I was gonna say, isn't your birthday next year? <laughs> it's like, it's like yeah, February or March or something. Yeah. It's February, February twenty seventh. Nice. That's nice. So, like, you're a big uh, Lucky Charms fan, I'm guessing. No, I'm I'm really not. This was like not the thought tattoos, out. The tattoos, Again, I don't she think... didn't mean that at all, but she was showing us another she was like, I got another one. And I was like, What are you just doing the lucky charms? Because she <laughs> what was first, the heart or the star? A heart was my second tattoo, so that's way before. But I've gotten like five in the last like couple months, and that's there why was, there was like a, a month long yeah. period where every weekend she'd come in on Monday and be like, I got one here. And then I got one here. And I'd be like, what are you getting this weekend? <laughs> yeah, he would used to tell me that. We'll see in the next couple of years how many I want like nine at least. Only two away. Or but I have away. to like okay. plan them. I used to have tattoos when I was younger. Yeah. But then I never got any. I never wanted them and my and for my whole life I was like, I'm never gonna get one. And then my brother looked at me one day and he's like, I know you're going to get one. Like, I know you're going to change your mind. And now I'm like, eating my words. So yeah, get more yeah. it makes you happy. So it, they do. I love my tattoos. I don't regret any of them. And I'm scared of getting so many that I'm going to regret one. But I don't think things through like that. Like, I feel like if I have an idea in my head, I'm like, I need it now. Like, I'm not a very patient person. It's something I'm working on kind of. Because I'm like very impulsive sometimes and it's not great. I mean, it's not like terribly impulsive, but it's like if someone right now was like, let's go get tattoos like on our lunch break, I'd be like, okay, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's not a part of me that's like, no. Nice. <laughs> so Dan- Daniel Tosh has this st- uh, this line about tattoos. And he says, people are always concerned. What's that tattoo going to look like when you're old? And he goes, the people who get these tattoos they're not, they're not making the decisions that get you to live old, to be old. 
You're not gonna regret yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> you'll see me in five years, and like we'll we'll see we'll reevaluate then. But I mean, my newest one was the star, and I have no it has no meaning at all. I just thought like stars were cool. Oh, I'm about to say, don't, don't feel bad. <laughs> I got a ton of friends who got tattoos on their shoulder, the, the bicep, on the tricep. Makes no sense. And I'm saying like, why did you get it? They'd be like, oh, it just looked cool. And I'm not gonna lie. They, some of them do. Like a good friend of mine, he has, he has a tribal band <laughs> right here, and he wanted me to get one too. You know, like a tribalhood of brothers. And I was like, I'm not doing that. Like, I, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't have any tattoos. I don't. So they try to like pressure me to do it. And I'm like, nah. This, I don't know. I just, I just don't have the. Uh, I don't know. I'm not eager to get one. I guess I'm just not. The only warning is I feel like once you get one, you're going to get another. Like my, it's just like, I feel like I just, oh, I never right. thought that I was only going to be one and it's never one. Yeah. Mike has and a big one. one. Oh, it's not. But that's because I have a rule. So my rule, so it's, it's the, the comedy and tragedy masks. Oh, okay. That's cool. And that's partly because I was into drama in high school, but also because I'm bipolar. So it's symbol symbolic. Ah, uh, okay. But, but I picked out that image and then waited a year knowing that I wanted it and and once I a year went by and I was like I still want it then I got the tattoo and then when I got this I had three other ones picked out that I wanted to do and by the time a year had gone by I did not want them anymore and I'm very glad I didn't get those other ones I don't regret this one at all but the other ones were, were ridiculous but Nicole's right that you like when you get a tattoo your very first thought is I want another one but I had already built the system in my head and I think the system has protected me. So my next, my next yeah. and probably last tattoo will be when I'm done having children, I'm going to get their birth dates or something on my chest, okay. but I want it to match. Okay. So that's why I'm waiting for all my kids to be done. Yeah. My, my family is like, Nicole, please like stop. Like, and then I'm like, okay, I'll stop. I promise. And then it'll be like, boop, already did something. So, but I mean, I've gotten, like some in Chapel Hill, some in New York, and some in Charlotte. But I think getting one in Nashville would be fun. But again, I'm not trying to like run out of space or just you regret got it. Because I tried to think. So you got plenty huh? of space. <laughs> okay. Yeah, talk to me in ten years, and we'll see ten how. Ten years are very big, though. Like, it's it's it, huh? it's when you no, get the big ones that you start running out of space. Like like if I got too many, yeah. of these, if I got two or three of these, I'd run out of space pretty quick. I love the tiny ones, and that's why, like, even though I have six, like, you really wouldn't be able to super tell unless you were like counting them or paying attention. But it's cool when, like, I've had people stop me and be like, "Where did you get your tattoo?" Like. You know what I mean? I, that's like a cool feeling. And it's also, I feel like a good conversation starter, like in general, I saw, I saw like a meme that was saying that it was like, uh, tattoos are a great conversation starter. And that's why I hate that I got it. <laughs> it's funny, but yeah, I don't think I'd get a big one, but I don't want to say that I won't because you'll replay this part in the, in like this video and be like, you said you wouldn't. And then, so I don't know. I, I now say never say never because everything i said i'd never do i did and it just hey but you know what though that's the main reason why i didn't get a tattoo because i all my friends said the same thing they was like dude as soon as you get one man you're gonna want to go there go back and get another one and another one and another i don't know why they're so addicting um but the problem with mine is like i don't think about what they what i'll look like in the future or like what is going to be the vibe like i don't think things through and I feel like I have a hard time of like picturing the future so it's like to me it's like this is now let's do it now like YOLO and then I'm like fuck like I'm gonna be wait can you curse on here oh, yeah you probably yeah. can I'm like uh, <laughs> bleep it out I'll have a little like I I kind of think when it comes to I mean going back to happiness for a second but also the fact that you just we're talking about plan you know what you're gonna look like in the future and not thinking ahead of time I have a very hard time when I'm working on thinking about the future and balancing that with the sense of happiness. Cause to me, happiness is a present in the moment feeling for a large, large part, obviously accomplishment, you know, you can kind of be relative, you know, happy with something that's happened in the past because you, you 
accomplished something. But for the for a large in a large part, I think happiness kind of takes place in the present for me when I when I feel it. And so when I'm and I am very much uh, concentrate. It may not seem like it to you guys, but I concentrate so much on what the future is going to be. Uh, Michael with planning ahead and and like constantly like you know doing stuff to try to like set myself up for for a success and and it becomes so uh it, it can be overwhelming and daunting and i find that makes it hard to balance happiness of any kind in there yeah i think also the happiness comes from like self-love and like radical acceptance i think you can find a lot of happiness through that and like I took a class at UNC that was um, the science of happiness. And it's probably the last thing I'm going to say because I got to jump off. But um, it was a super interesting class, like one of my favorite ones that I've ever taken. But it, it, it took an approach of like the science and the statistics behind like what actually makes you happy. And I don't remember like everything about the, the course, but it was basically talking about like how you should spend money on experiences rather than like physical things, how like being in nature makes you really happy. Um, having a sense of self, uh, self-worth and like, um, autonomy makes you happy. There's like a bunch of like things that you like small things you can implement in your life. And, um, I don't know, like I can go back and look at my notes of like what, what she said, you know, but it was like, it was really impactful because it, it was like nice to take a class that like you can take things away from them and like act, or away from what you actually learned. And like, it really changed your, your life. You know what I mean? So like, even just like, I don't know, like when we're in the office and we can like go outside and take like a couple loops outside, like that's really good for you. And being able to like have that time away from like things like that, or people that interact with like animals or like babies, like, you know what I mean? It's just kind of like where your brain kind of shuts off and, and you're kind of forced to, to kind of go back to like something really simple. And again, that's to me, it's like simplicity. Like when you're a child, again, like what's going to make you happy? Like being on the iPad and like ice cream before dinner, like, and and like small things like that. So in my life, I try to like do things that make me happy. So like, uh, I remember another big one was like the relationships you have in your life. So having really strong friendships, like, um, you know what I mean? Having that sense of like connection with people is huge and making sure that you're happy. And like, I feel super happy at work because of like the connections I have with you. Like you're not my coworkers, like you're my friends. And so it's like having that kind of um, dynamic helps a lot of feeling that in like inner happiness versus like external happiness that is like posting on social media or like things that you kind of get bogged down on that you focus on that think and thinking that will actually bring you happiness when in reality it's like, having a fun conversation or laughing with your coworkers or, you know what I mean? Like going camping, like things like that, I think bring you the most happiness or at least me, like the simple things of like being able to like spend time with the people you really love, I think is like the most important thing. That sounded like a very hallmark, like (laughs) Disney ending for me, um, signing off, but it's it's true. I feel like, yeah, stop buying things, start living. I say as I literally bought so much crap, like, <laughs> I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I appreciate you, Michael, and this was fun being on your podcast. So, thank you. Hopefully, you know, this conversation will still be as awesome yeah. as it was when I was I'm, on we'll, it. We'll manage, but... I think. But I'm, okay. I, you go get your cat insurance so that, <laughs> so that you can be okay. happy and, and not worry about, uh, have to worry about, is it a boy cat or a girl cat? It's a boy cat. It's a boy cat. It's a short hair domestic cat. I'm naming him Seven. Because in Spanish, um, yeah, there's like seven. No, I'm naming him Seven because in Spanish, um, like cats have seven lies instead of nine. So. Yeah. In real life, fun though, fact. they have one life regardless of what Spanish or English language they speak. Yeah. You're right, Michael. One life. <laughs> one life, no All one. right. I'll see you guys tomorrow. All right. They're going to heaven, Michael. This is not an argument. Cats don't go to heaven. Heaven's. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm going to be quiet. All right. Cats get it. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. All right.
Hey, but you know what? One, one good point she brought up um, back to like Mike when you said about experiences. So you saw how happy she got when she brought up the experience from that class she took at UNC. Oh, I, yeah. I took that class. It was so, so great. It was so like, once again, that, that comes to experiences. Like she was saying, going outside, going to nature and taking walks and, you know, finding your inner self and all that stuff. That's from yeah. experiences. And when you have those experiences, that's when the emotions come out because you feel some type of way about that experience. So when she thought about it, yeah. she thought about that experience, she felt happy. Now, <clears throat> I'm not going to put words in her mouth, but I guarantee she's not thinking about that class every single day. There's no way. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Because like it was classes I took back in the day that I really, really do enjoy myself. It made me happy, but I'm not sitting here thinking about it because I got to stay happy 24-7 when I think about that class. So I'm yeah. glad she talked about it. That was, that was a good example. Mike, I have a question for you. Do you, yes. do you want to be happy? Mm-hmm. Yes, but so we'll go back to, we'll just go to my mental health issues for a second to, to explain some of this, but I, I've been struggling with bipolar disorder and depression since I was like 13 or 14 years old. I was diagnosed at 18, but I had been depressed for four years already at that point. So like, I largely don't know like who I am with, with, without it. To I mean, I, I was it, basically as soon as I hit puberty, I was going, I was starting to deal with all these mental health issues. And so I'm not even t- entirely sure I understand what it would be like to be happy in any kind of meaningful way. I feel like a lot of times right now I feel content. I, I am, I feel really proud of like, you know, my son and, and I have moments of joy with him and, and Sarah. Um, and I like really love the life that I have, but happiness to me kind of feels like almost like a, like a, nebulous thing that I'm not entirely even sure I understand beyond that. If that makes sense. Um, that told me depression isn't real. Oh yeah, I got a lot of that. In my, it, I got a lot of people. Wait, who told you uh, this? My dad. Oh. And I was like, you know what? You're probably right. It's all in the mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do have, I do, I've known people that have thought, you know, that it was, it's just a matter of, of attitude and stuff. And, and so I, I understand that for those people and I, and, and I'm jealous cause I feel like the people who think that are probably genuinely happier in life, but I just, I don't entirely understand what that worldview is like. That's understandable. So, but I think you're just a happy person in general. Like you, like you seem like a very happy person. Um, it's also just because I'm smiling randomly. Like one of my friends in middle school, like we won't be talking. We'll just be sitting there. Just I don't even realize. Just sitting there smiling, and she's like, "What are you smiling about?" And I'm like, "I really don't know." Huh? I feel like that makes some people happy though. Like drugs definitely contribute to happiness, and that's why people have addictions. I feel like that's why people so people were so happy in like the seventies, you know. Well, that's because they were on some other drugs back then. That was like elegant rooms and all the psychedelics, which actually does kind of you know, Molly and LSD and shrooms. They release dopamine, so like they actually make you happy because dopamine is the literal chemical substance for happiness. Yeah, you're right. <clears throat> and also, too, with the, um, because I remember studying this, like, with the endorphins, too. I forgot which drug it was, but it was like, it multiplies it like crazy. I forgot what it was. But, um, uh, probably cause when you feel, when you, when you remember, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I got to remember what it was because it was like, because, like, I remember the class we took, it was this pharmacology class, and we was like, just so, like, wow, it really does that. The professor was like, yeah, just, it was like I remember what exactly what he said. He was like, "Imagine, I don't, I don't know if he took this back in the day." He was like, "Imagine doing LSD, cocaine, popping the Xanax, smoking weed, and what else he say? Um, it's something else." 
It probably was. He said, imagine doing all that at once. He was like, and it just, and it's times 10. We was like, what? And like, of course, some people was like, where can we find this? And he was like, uh, <laughs> he was like, you can, but like, you got to find like a, like a chemist to, to get them. Well, is it like quaaludes or something? LSD is- no, not quaaludes. Um, no. God, what is it? What is it? I'm, I'm thinking about it right now. I'm just trying to think about the drugs that are really hard to come by now, which I think, I think of quaaludes when I think of that. Was it quaaludes? Isn't that like a, for animals or something? It sounds like, like you're describing sounds like animals tranquilizing. Do you ever see Wolf Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah. They describe so in Wolf of Wall Street, uh, quaaludes are they were made for housewives to like give them like a short nap, like for an hour. But they found that if you pushed through and didn't let yourself fall asleep on them, you got this crazy high. And like, not like a regular, like, you know, just like pot high, but it was like... Matter of fact, I think... Like, I think You're fucked I up. I think that's <laughs> what it is. I think what it is. Quaylo, I, God, I'm, that you might be right, Mike. I think what it is, but like, yeah. everybody was just mind blown how strong this stuff was. He, he was like, he was like literally on the board, drawing like the chemical like makeup of it. And like he had it down yeah. to a T. So we're like, we're like thinking like, man, this guy was probably doing this shit back in the day like crazy. <laughs> but like he, I mean, he was just like so. And once again, going back to the happy, he was so happy talking about it. He was like, yeah, it does this to your brain. It does this, and man, you're in this or you fur the road and you're doing this. I mean, he was jumping everywhere. We was like, yeah, this guy was taking this stuff back then. Had it been because yeah. like he was just too, he was too happy talking about it. So, but I think you're right though. It might be Quaaludes. You might be. I think you might be right. Yeah, I will say I had a professor tell me the first time he did LSD, um, and he was happy talking about it. I wasn't happy listening to it. I was very uncomfortable with the conversation. We're at a bus stop, um, and he and it was unprompted and told me about the first time he did LSD. He's a brilliant professor, but he is he is batty like he's he's bonkers. Like out of like, I don't know how to describe him, but very strange. yeah. Very strange. You know, actually, it's funny because going back to like LSD and shrooms, people like I, I know people like friends that are depressed or have been depressed and will microdose on shrooms. So take a very small dosage of magic mushrooms and it'll make you happier. But the thing is, it won't deplete all of your dopamine and serotonin because it's not like you're overdosing on them. You're not taking a big amount you'll they'll literally take like such a small dose where you don't feel like, you know, back in the seventies where they would feel this crazy, like comic book feeling. You don't feel that you just, I guess it's just another, another level of high, but it actually yeah. will help you get out of depression and relieve stress and literally make you happier in the long run. And they're doing clinical studies uh, with microdosing um, of mushrooms specifically it, with, with it, therapist oversight. So you go microdose during a therapy session. And for people with PTSD, they're seeing it. It's showing better results uh, than, than nearly anything else they've tried. Um, so, you know, you get veterans and stuff that are going and, and doing that. And, and I don't, I don't know enough about the chemical stuff to, you know, I understand I mean, the idea of endorphins and, and dopamine, but I do not understand how all of that affects long-term as far as receptors and everything else. But they're, they're seeing long-term results off of these microdosing therapy sessions. And sometimes it's as few as like a couple from what I've... You could take less than a gram of it, which is probably like you know, one mushroom. And if you think about it, mushrooms are naturally growing fungus. They're not, you know, a lab-grown chemical that some doctor or some pharmacist, whoever made. It's literally Earth's creation. It's not modified. It's not added, subtracted from anything. It is the full compound right there. So if you think about it, that's a lot safer, healthier than something that we don't even know the long-term effects of. Well, we, we probably do know the long-term effects because they've done studies on most drugs. But, like, it's not something that you can go outside and you can grow yourself. You can reproduce yourself. You can't do any of that with most of the drugs they have now for depression. But magic 
There are there are some poisons you can grow yourself and stuff though. So just like it doesn't just because it's natural doesn't mean it's good necessarily. I agree with you on this instance, but I think I got I got to push back on just because it's grown in the ground doesn't make it good. <laughs> That's, but think about how much, how many positive things that we have from growing, even other types of fungi. Lion's mane helps with memory and focus. All of these random fungi that people are like, ew, gross, like it's a fungi, fungus. They're so beneficial in so many aspects. It's crazy. Yeah. I agree. I agree with you, uh, Sama. Um, especially I used to work in the pharmacy, like a big pharmacy department. Um, there's a lot of, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a lot of compounds that pharmacists do that's supposed to treat certain stuff. And they all say the same thing. Like when they were taught in school, they was taught like, yes, every pill or whatever suppository, whatever you make, all of it's man-made. None of it's going to be natural. So, and it, like and like Mike said, it's going to play different roles in your receptors. It's going to, it tricks a lot of things in your brain to do what it's supposed to do. I get it. But I remember a pharmacist told me, he was like, they really don't push natural regimens like that because they know that the natural way is like, well, not all of it, like Mike said, I can't just say all of it, but most of it is less harmful. And I've heard, I have pharmacists tell me they have done countless studies on a lot of this natural stuff, but they're not really going to put it out there in the public because they're not really going to make any, make any money off of it. It's, it's all about money at the end of the day. I can, I can go on and on about that. That's a, that's a whole nother conversation. But, but, uh, but yeah, but like, seriously, like, like the, like these natural things of like, you know, what these, these fun guys and all that, a lot of that stuff, they're not going to push because they know they're not going to make a, they're not going to make a lot of money. Unlike pushing Xanax and pushing Adderall and pushing, you know, Percocet, that man-made stuff. They know that, that those chemicals are doing some crazy stuff to you and they know it, it tricks you to that addiction. And that's the best way to get rich off, off people, get them addicted. They're going to do everything in their power to get their hands on this medication. So to both of you guys' point, you're both right. Like, Saba, you're completely right. Mike, you're right, too. Not everything natural is going to be always good, but they know that going the natural way, there's really not a lot of money into it. So they're, they're never going to really push it. They're, they're just not. Did you guys yep. know that cocaine used to be um, cough medicine? Or some type? It might, oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's cough medicine. Nope. Most drugs uh, didn't start off as like recreational drugs. They started off either as medicine or in or some other kind of experiment. Like I think LSD was Ultra. Like them trying to. Yeah, wasn't that like them trying to make truth serum or something? Yeah, they yeah. used it like there was a movie about it. The men who stare at goats. I saw the movie, but I don't remember it very yeah. well. It's been a while since I've seen it. I have George Clooney. But I think you're right. But it was like military affiliated. Actually, let me not say something was wrong. But. <laughs> All right. Well, I I know I promised you guys uh, an hour or less, and so it's been fifty minutes. Do any of you have anything that you want to plug to my audience? Um, can I say like one more thing about happiness? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um. So, like the like based on like all the all the conversation. This is not a plug or anything, but like like the conversation that we were having. Like, I guess I feel like like a conclusion that I like feel like I've come to like in like in childhood. It's like you're happy because of like you're experiencing new things. But as an adult, like, and I feel like people have said this already. But as an adult, like you like you experience things and you find happiness in those experiences. And like as a child, they're new, so yeah i don't know you're just like you're happy you're happy living and i don't know and i don't know and yeah the rose-colored glasses and whatnot so that's yeah no i agree uh, <laughs> but no but uh just just to end it out i'll say this um when it comes to happiness just try to do do things that make you happy you know, like like Alyssa said it's all about the experience so whatever experience you do, hopefully it brings you happiness. Um, just don't chase it. Don't, yeah. ch don't yeah. chase it. Do not chase it because at the end of the day, it's going to let you down. 
And then that's when the other emotions come in. Like you're going to start being angry and mad and feeling sad and all that. You're just setting yourself up for disaster. So don't chase it, but go for the experiences. That's going to make you feel happy. And I think that if you do that, I think you have more of a peace of mind. That's just my, that's my, that's my take. I like that. Um, What was it that you said your dad follow a peace of mind or try for a peace of mind? How how was it you phrased? Yeah. So my dad told me, he said, um, his exact quote, he said, don't chase happiness, chase for a peace of mind. So he yeah. So he said, you know, meaning chase for a peace of mind, just whatever you do in life, just because you're, you're going to have stresses that life happens. Things are going to happen. But if you chase a peace of mind, like when it comes to your job, your spouse, or whoever or whatever, when you, when you go for that peace of mind, then like he said, life starts to make more sense. And then he then he'll say they did also he told me that you once you get to that point, you're not gonna chase happiness. Like whatever you like to do with experiences, that's gonna just naturally make you happy. And you're not gonna be chasing it because you're at a peace of mind. You're not you're not constantly thinking about it. Like you're like, hey, I'm at peace. I don't. I don't need to be chasing this happiness for what? I'm at peace. So yeah, that's how he broke it down to me. Nice. I like that. That kind of makes me think of the same thing when I was saying with accomplishment and things like that. If you're working on these other things, it's going to set you up, and, and it's going to build. That's that's what you're going to be working on in your life. And, and I think those things kind of make up a peace of mind. So I think that's a that's a good good way of wrapping it all up. Um, all right, so I will just say for the listeners, uh, if you can like and and uh, comment, you know, give us a review if you like the show. Um, if you want to hear the uncensored version or you want to hear this ver- this episode early, you can join us on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash talking about the big stuff. Um, and, and that's my big plug for, for the episode. So thank you all for coming on the show and, and thank you listeners for, for listening.